Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening, where we are set to continue our exploration into this topic of intercessory prayer. And I do say continue because I know (laughs) in our last time together on this topic of intercessory prayer, I said it was time to put a bow on our 36-week study. And for all intents and purposes, I thought we did. And then you ask me more questions. <laughs> so here we are. Oh, we could say adding a card to that bow on the package of this series on intercessory prayer, which is more specifically what, but an examination of how to better respond to that question, can you pray for me? So in principle, there's two questions. I'm going to respond to these two questions and then kind of offer you a foretaste of what is forthcoming. All right. To the first question, Joe, what is the action of the Holy Spirit in the actual one mediation of Christ? And a good question. I don't know if, if I really address that question. What is the action of the Holy Spirit in the actual one mediation of Christ? So to answer this question, I thought it would be good to take a step back and make the distinction between mediator and intercession based upon the Bible. So my friends, while the words mediation and intercession are often used interchangeably, there is a formal distinction between the two. A mediator intercedes on behalf of another. He offers intercession because the one he asks from recognizes his authority, right? Which is to say, unless the mediator has standing with both parties, he cannot intercede between them with the power and authority intercession requires. So a mediator bestows favor and intercedes because he has the power to do so. In Revelation, the word of choice as the one who goes to intercede is not intercessor, but mediator, right? Intercession is the action. Moses was the great mediator of the old covenant because God had ordained it to be so. And of course, in the new covenant, the New Testament, there is a greater mediation because it is the mediation of Jesus Christ. And as we have underscored in our study throughout, how do we know this? Well, what do we read in 1 Timothy 2.5? But that Christ is the one mediator between God and man. As the only God-man, he is the perfect midpoint between God and man. Okay, The perfect bridge between God and man. So then, you ask the question, what is the role of the Holy Spirit in this mediation? What is the action of the Holy Spirit in this mediation? Simply put, the one mediation of the Word of God is always in the power of the Holy Spirit, right? For the Word of God and the Holy Spirit never act separately. What does Jesus say? I and the Father are one. And how is this oneness made possible? 
but by virtue of the power of the Holy Spirit, which, of course, is the love shared between the Father and the Son. Here, let us go back to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27. What do we read there? Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, Paul says. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Okay, so why go to this passage? Well, clearly, what you have going on here is Paul teaching on the importance of the role of the Holy Spirit as quintessential to this intercession, to this action of intercession. You can never separate the Word of God from the Holy Spirit. huh? For the Holy Spirit is love shared between the Father and the Son. The Father eternally loves the Son. The Son, in turn, eternally loves the Father. And this love is so real, it gives life to a third, which, of course, is the Holy Spirit. In our everyday marital experience, to become one, what happens? They give life to a third. To share love, and there's life. Well, in the life of God, that love shared is a person, the person of the Holy Spirit. And no matter where Jesus Christ goes, so goes the Holy Spirit. And this is true in the one mediation of Jesus Christ. We have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we allow that Holy Spirit to lead our prayer, what are we doing but allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us into the very life of Christ and in intercessory prayer, the one mediation of Christ. Okay? All right, I know that is a bit dense, but at the same time, that question is very rich. What is the action of the Holy Spirit in the one mediation of Jesus Christ? Well, it's everything, (laughs) really, because it is by virtue of the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to, to participate in the one mediation of Christ, as the Word of God and the Holy Spirit never act separately. All right, what else did you ask? Well, in a question coming out of our reflection on the key of praying in faith, you asked, is it possible to believe and doubt at the same time? How can the father of the sick child, you ask, say, I believe, help my unbelief? These seem to be in contradiction with each other. That is belief and doubt. Well, thank you for that question. Excellent question. Um, It should be first said, just off the top, that one can have faith in general, but maybe doubt on specifics at the same time. Uh, We do this all the time. Outside of the Blessed Virgin Mary, no human being has has perfect faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, How might we draw this out? Well, I am made to think of a most recent survey that was done inside the Catholic Church. We have come to discover that close to 70% of Sunday-going Catholics do not believe in the Eucharist. Does this mean that they are without faith on absolute terms? No. They may lack faith in that one thing, unfortunately, but no. 
Or, or maybe we believe in the Eucharist, but for one reason or another, doubt the greatness of God working in our everyday lives. Often is the case that we believe in aspects of Christ and his church, but maybe not the whole kit and caboodle because of the scarred relationships we walk around with. The many situations in our lives that weigh us down and in turn affect how we look upon God and Revelation. Let's be honest, my friends. Our faith in God is affected because of how people treat us. And among many other reasons, this is why reconciling ourselves with those who we hold grudges against is so important. It frees us from those chains that bind us, hold us down, weigh us down. Okay, so, yeah, one can have faith in general, but doubt in specifics. Now, as I speak to this, let us go back to the actual text. We should all say the words of the boy's father to our Lord when we turn to him in prayer, I believe, help my unbelief. In order to understand why he made this statement, it's necessary to show what was said just prior to. Again, if we are going to get at any passage in sacred scripture, we do so by looking at its context. There isn't anything you can fully understand without looking at its context, right? So what is the context of this passage? Well, the father approached our Lord with the request to what? Heal his son. What did he say? If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And here, what happens? (laughs) Jesus immediately calls him out on his doubt. Huh? If you can, if you can, (laughs) it's as if Jesus says, no, really? Really? You just said, if I can. And then what does he say? Everything is possible to one who has faith. Right? He's pushing back there a little bit. He says, if you can, really? How about, where's your faith? The man in this encounter, okay shows faith in general by going to Christ. But he reveals that he still has some specific doubt that Christ can heal a son. If you can, reveals the doubt, right? This might be similar to those who pray, God, if you are there. Um, God, if you can hear me. If equals doubt. As opposed to, How are you going to do this? This is the great act of faith of the Blessed Virgin Mary. How are you going to do this, I know not man? When you get underneath the Greek, what she's saying there is, in faith, I know you're going to do this. I'm seeking understanding here because I know not man. Which is to say in the Greek, I have no conjugal relations with man. How are you going to do this? There is no if in that inquiry between the Blessed Virgin Mary and the angel Gabriel, okay? Because there's no doubt. To the one who turns to God and says, says, if there is faith in the turn, but doubt in the if, okay? Now, as you and I both know, the father gets a second chance, right? And takes full advantage. I believe, he says. By the way, This strong statement of faith in Christ is front of a very large crowd of people. 
When was the last time you made such a statement in front of a very large group of people? Worth noting. All right, so after he offers up his creed, he then makes a a humble admission that he has doubted. Help my unbelief. Mm. So, you have asked the question, how can both belief and doubt be present at the same time? Because God is God and man is man. (laughs) And the call of man to participate in God, in the end, my friends, is a lifelong journey of believing more in God all the way up to heaven. All the way up to heaven. All right, with that, I did want to announce where we are taking this Friday evening from one week to the next, you know, I, I get these nudges, these um, promptings. I would like to think inspirations. And I want to take those to the air. Certainly, as I prepare my programming from one week to the next, there's a lot of nudging, prompting, and, and inspiring. But there's these topics on the sidelines that I've wanted to comment to. Um, what am I talking about here? Well, in the end, Friday evening will be a time where we take a look at a wide array, a wide array of subject matter, from politics to pop culture to faith topics that go overlooked to the way in which we interact with one another. I am going to offer up my observations on what is going on in the world and in the church. And yeah, in the past, I've taken this to that topic of special topics and answering your questions but there's a whole slew of other subject matter that has never really fit quite the narrative of how I've tagged a night. Well, that's changing. Friday evening is going to be about me musing on what's going on in the world, and by the grace of God doing so in truth, and hopefully in our short time together offering reflections for you to think critically about what's going on in the world based upon revelation and truth, that we might look at things differently. Um, insofar as different is right. Amen? Amen. All right, let us close with a word of prayer. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you.